This podcast is intended to uplift, inspire, and in some cases, educate you on how to create a life that feels good. I am not a health professional, and the information and advice shared on this show should not be taken in replacement for any information or direction given to you by a healthcare professional. If you or someone you know is struggling with your health or mental well-being, please reach out to a healthcare professional in your area. For more information and resources on mental health support, please visit laurajaneillustrations.com forward slash mental health or see the link in the show notes. Hi there, I'm Laura, a teacher turned creator, and this is Fill Up Your Cup, the podcast with a mission to help you feel inspired, motivated, and empowered to show up for yourself and create a life that feels good. We're putting the personal back in personal development as we navigate this journey of self-awareness, self-compassion, and growth together. Because together, And with the right mindset, we are all capable of change and living a life that truly fills us up. We talk a lot on this show about self-care but specifically finding self-care that is right for you and that feels good for where you are at in your life. I share again and again my definition of self-care, the most simplified definition of self-care that I can share with you all, which is any action that you take to take care of yourself, that is self-care. But no matter how many times I talk about self-care and share self-care. The question that comes up again and again from this community is, how do I find the self-care that's right for me? This is a really difficult one for me because I can't tell you what the right self-care for you is. And so I always try to guide and direct our listeners to look for that clarity to turn inwards, to do that self-reflection work, to connect with that sense of self-awareness to help you choose the self-care that's right for you. I can give you some guidance. I can give you prompts. I can give you some direction to help you figure out what areas of your life that you might need to look at to help you discover what kind of self-care is going to really fill you up. But at the end of the day, only you can figure out what that is for you. And the other challenge to this question of what is the right self-care for me or how do I make self-care feel good for me or how do I avoid self-care feeling like another thing on my to-do list, the other challenge to answering that question is that what self-care looks like for you and when self-care feels good and right for you is going to change depending on your needs as you move through life. And so something that we always come back to on this show is looking at the different areas of our well-being and trying to develop some self-awareness around them so that we can respond directly to them with action. But I think the block that many of us come up against, and it's a block that I've experienced in my own life as well, is 
we can be fully aware of what our areas of well-being are, but still not know what action is the right action to take that's going to feel good in terms of self-care. It can be hard to figure out what's going to fill us up, that's going to make us feel fulfilled, that's going to make us feel energized and recharged if we don't have that clarity. So today, I wanted to come at this from a different angle. I wanted to give you another way in to figuring out what is the right self-care for you. And what we're going to do is we're going to check in with our values and we're going to figure out what our personal well-being non-negotiables are and use those to create a sort of roadmap or cheat sheet that we can use when we're feeling stuck and we don't know what the right self-care for us is to give us some ideas. We're going to create our own set of self-care prompts or self-care actions that are personal to us and respond directly not only to our well-being areas and our well-being needs, but also to the things that really fulfill us and energize us. So let's talk about values because this is something that in the last year has given my life a lot of energy and fuel and direction as well. Values are things that are important to us in life. They are the pieces of our life that give us purpose, that help us feel like the actions and choices that we are making are actually fulfilling us and giving our life purpose. That's what our values are. And our values are personal to all of us, but they are also influenced by our own life experiences. So we can have similar values to people that we know, but we're also going to have values that are different because different experiences that we've had in life are going to influence our values. So our family are going to influence our values. Our friend circles are going to influence our values our work and career paths, our life partners, our romantic relationships, all of those different relationships that you have in your life as well as the different experiences that you move through in your life are going to impact what is valuable to you. The more people that you meet, the more values that you are going to become exposed to, but also what's going to change is what lies at the top of the list of that values. That's going to shift Throughout your life, what you prioritize as your top value or your second most important value is going to shift throughout life depending on where you are in life and your different experiences. So for example, how we order our values in our 20s when we are single and in college is going to be very different to how we order our values when we are in our 30s in a long-term relationship and maybe starting a family. What is of the highest value to us will be very different. And the reason I wanted to look at our values is without getting in touch with our values, we lack a certain clarity and direction in life. Very often when you don't have clarity around what your values are, you might feel this sense of stuckness or just like you're feeling your way through the dark and all of the actions that you're taking 
really aren't hitting the mark, but you're not sure what the mark is. I wanted to really explore this idea because last year I went through a year like that and I shared a little bit about it at the start of the year when I did my episode on setting goals for 2023 and why I was taking a different approach this year compared to last year. And a lot of of that was around values. Last year, I felt this kind of lack of direction and it really impacted my mental well-being and it really impacted my resilience and my ability to face change and problem solve. And when I started to dive deeper into different things that were causing this feeling, a lot of it came from this lack of clarity around direction, both in personal life, but also in my business, which was strongly linked to my personal life because it was my first year trying to work for myself. And that was new. And I didn't have the same clarity that I would have in previous times. So I did a lot of work around checking in with my values, both personal values and my business values. And I saw the impact that that had on helping me make every other decision afterwards. Every problem that I faced, no matter how challenging it was, was a little bit easier to face because I had this clarity around what is important to me. And all of the decisions that I made I made them based on those values. And so even if there was a bit of trial and error moving through challenges or problems, it was easier to do because I knew I was doing it from a place of clarity and connected to what was truly important to me. And this comes back to self-care as well, because when we're not clear on our values, then very often the self-care actions that we're taking are just surface level and they're not helping us hit the top of that human needs pyramid, which is that self-actualization. Those things that really make us feel like we are living a fulfilled, accomplished life that help us feel like the actions and choices that we are making are valuable because the actions that we are taking tap into our own personal values. So we're going to use our values today and we're going to do a little bit of work to get clarity on what our values are so that we can use this as kind of a backdoor into figuring out what kind of self-care actions are really going to help us feel fulfilled. We're sort of working backwards here. We're zooming out and we're going to look at the bigger picture of who we are as a person, what's important to us, and then how that links into our human needs and our well-being needs. And then as a consequence of that, what kind of actions we can take monthly, weekly, and even daily to tap into these values so that we always feel like we are giving back to ourselves or paying into those well-being cups. So the first thing that we're going to need to do, obviously, is to get clear on what our values actually are. Now, this can be 
a slightly overwhelming concept to think about if you've never really done any work on your values. And I know that from personal experience because when I started to really do this kind of reflection work last year, in the beginning, I found it really challenging because I thought about everything in my life and every action is valuable and important to me. And it's okay if you're feeling that we're going to work through all of the ideas that are spinning through our heads and we're going to try and narrow them down and give them a hierarchy to figure out what are the things that are most important to us. And if you need a little bit more support with that as we move through this, I've also linked some helpful resources in the show notes of this episode that if you've never done any work on your personal values, you can use these to support you and also get some ideas on what kind of things might fall into your values Because sometimes having a list of values in front of you can help you figure out what actually is valuable to you or that you see as a life value and what you don't really prioritize. So it's okay if you want to go and do a little research around this to grab a list of values, to use some of the resources in the show notes to help you narrow down what is valuable and what is not. If you have a little bit more experience around doing this self-reflective work, if you're a little bit more in touch with that self-awareness, then you can just dive right in and see what comes up for you as well. That's a good place to start. This is self-explorative work. It's not about getting a right or wrong answer down on a piece of paper because it is deeply personal to you. This is about checking in with what feels right for you because the direction we're going in is trying to figure out what actions in our life are going to help us feel good. So we need to tap into that energy of what feels right for us. So what we're going to do is we're going to do a little bit of self-reflection. You know I love some self-reflection work. It is my fuel when things don't feel right in my life and I can't figure out what it is. I will grab a big piece of paper or my journal and I will just do some mind mapping and brain dumping until I find something inside and all of the thoughts in my head that makes sense and gives me a sense of direction. And that's exactly what we're going to do today. So the first thing that I want you to do is to grab a big piece of paper or your journal or a scrap of paper or a notebook or whatever you want to write on. If you're listening to this on the go and you want to work through this activity with me, you can also use the notes app on your phone. That's fine. I do recommend doing this work on paper because mind mapping and brain dumping and doing those kind of spiderweb idea maps is a really great way to just pick apart your own brain a little bit and figure out what really is at the root and at the core of what's valuable to you. But if you don't have that available to you and you really want to do this activity as you're listening to this episode, you can also just use the notes on your phone. That's fine. You know you best and that's what this activity is about. So just find a way to work through this in a way that feels good to you and helps you just empty your head a little bit and figure out what your values are. So grab something to get your ideas out onto. And then the second thing that we're going to do is we are going to make a list or a mind map, or a brain dump of all of the things in our life that are important to us or give us value. 
as with last week's episode, it might be helpful to set a timer. Sometimes that ticking timer helps you focus in on the question. But for a question like this, it's okay if it takes you a little while to really get to the root of what's valuable to you. So what I would recommend is you just start listing things and not overthinking them. And the more that you list things or the more that you add to that mind map or brain dump, more than likely the more ideas that are going to come up of things that are important to you or valuable to you. These are things that fuel you, energize you. These are your life non-negotiables. Things that if they were absent from your life, you would feel less fulfilled or like there was something dramatically missing. Some examples of values might be family, career, your faith. They can also be things like creativity or specific creative activities or your fitness and health anything in your life that is valuable to you. Now, you don't have to limit what you include in this list. And you can also use some of the bigger ideas or the bigger headings that you have, like, for example, faith and spirituality, and break them down a little bit more. So what specifically within some of the values that you've listed or some of the things that you've listed gives you value? What about this helps you feel fulfilled, accomplished, or satisfied as a person. So an example of that might be career. For some people can be really fulfilling, specific elements of it can be really fulfilling, but other elements of it can be really draining. So if you're in a job that you don't love, then that might be draining you. However, career might be a value to you because you might have a specific goal that you're working towards, or you might have a dream career, that achieving that is a really important part of your identity. So it's really about looking at your personal direction and really tapping into what things in your life feel good or what things in your life would feel good if that's where you were at. What are you working towards? What gets you up in the morning? What keeps you going? What keeps encouraging you to keep showing up to your life every day? So once you've done that, the next thing that we're going to do is we're going to connect our values with our well-being pillars. So I've talked about this before on the show, but if you're a new listener, let me give you a refresher course. When it comes to self-care, I always like to say that self-care, because it's an action that we take to take care of ourselves, should connect with some area of our well-being. Because if we want to take care of ourselves, then we need to figure out what area of our well-being needs our attention. We have what I like to call the three core pillars of well-being, our self-care pillars, our foundations, and that is our physical well-being, our emotional or mental well-being, and our social well-being. These are our foundational needs. They're linked to our basic human needs. They are the things that we all need as human beings to feel fulfilled and healthy and happy, and that is anything to do with our physical health, 
our emotional health, so our sense of self, as well as our social well-being, so how we fit into our community and our families and our friendship circles and that sense of belonging. But there's also other areas of well-being and other pillars that make up our self-care. So these can be things like our spiritual well-being, our career or financial well-being, our family or relationship well-being, our creative well-being, etc., etc. So very similar to your values, you're going to have different areas of your well-being that need your attention. And obviously, all of our well-being needs are interwoven and connecting to each other. And when there's a gap in one, it impacts the others. Obviously, our physical, emotional, and social well-being are really tightly interlaced and really have a strong and profound impact on each other. But also those other areas of our well-being, depending on how they fall into our values, which is why it's so important to do that work first, can have profound impact on the other areas of our well-being as well. So what we're going to do is we're going to connect those values that we've listed with our well-being pillars. Now, if you've taken your time to do that self, that first self-reflective work where you've just mind mapped and brain dumped all of the different things in your life that are valuable and important to you, then you should have quite a substantial list. Some of the things on that list might be quite similar. That's okay. Don't worry about that yet. We're going to start to filter and narrow things down a little bit now so we can get more of that clarity. But spending the time on that first reflection to really flesh out and get as many things down on paper that you consider valuable and important to you and your personal identity as possible is better. More ideas at this point is better because the more we have, the easier it will be to figure out what really feels important and what is of less importance. So it's better to have more ideas to work through, to filter through, and to narrow down than it is to just have a few ideas on the paper and to not really feel 100% certain about any of them. So spend time on that first reflection. And then the next thing that you're going to do, you can grab another piece of paper or you can get some marker pens and color code things a little bit, but you're going to divide your values into your different well-being needs. So you're going to maybe grab a big piece of paper and divide it into different columns. And at the top of each column, you're going to put a different well-being need. So we're going to take our three core pillars first. So have a column for your physical well-being, another one for your emotional or mental well-being, and a third one for your social well-being. And then from doing your values reflection, you should have a good idea of what another one or two columns might be. So you're roughly aiming for four or five columns, four or five well-being pillars that you're going to be able to sort your values into. This might be getting a bit confusing, but stick with me. It's going to make sense in a minute when we start to work through them. So on a second piece of paper or on a second page on your journal, you're going to have four to five columns. At the top of each of those columns, you're going to put a different well-being need, physical, emotional, social, and then you can choose from something like spirituality or faith, career, family, creativity, or whatever 
comes up for you as being one of your top five well-being needs. And you'll know because you have done that reflection on your values. When you come to labeling those pillars, you'll know what feels right to put at the top of them. With your four or five columns labeled, your four or five key well-being pillars that you're going to build your self-care practice around and create your self-care roadmap or cheat sheet from, you are going to go back to that mind map or that brain dump where you have all of those different ideas of your values and you're going to start to sort them into which area of your well-being they most feed into. Now, there may be some of your personal values that touch on one or more of your well-being needs, and that's okay. If they fit into two columns, you can list them in two columns, but try and think and reflect on which area of your well-being they most feed into. So for example, if meditation is a personal value of you, something that really fills you up, that's maybe something that's come from reflecting on what your spiritual values are, then looking at your five columns on your page, if your spiritual well-being is one that you picked, then meditation would go under that. If it wasn't, then you could put it under your emotional well-being. So looking at that big sheet of values, start to sort them into which area of your well-being they most resonate with or connect with. So we're just really dividing them in a different way. We're getting clarity on which things in our life fill up which areas of our well-being. And we're also getting a little bit of clarity on which areas of our well-being are the most important to us. Because as we fill out this sheet, we're going to see which well-being needs more of our values touch. So it may be that some end up with more values and others with less, and that's okay, because that also maybe shows us another way that we need to redirect our attention when we are practicing self-care and filling into our different well-being areas. So the third thing that we're going to do, the third step of this reflection, is we're going to start to get a little bit more creative about self-care actions that we could take for each of the values in each of these different pillars of our well-being needs. So you can start to make notes on these different columns if you want. You can get another piece of paper if you want, whatever way your brain works best. But what you're going to do is look at each of the values that you listed and think about a specific action that you could take that links to that value that by taking that action would be filling into that well-being area. Now, try and step away from that self-care action thought for a minute because sometimes when we start to think about how can I turn this into a self-care action, we become influenced by what we think self-care is. So those surface value self-care activities that are marketed to us. We think it has to be something we buy or purchase or an activity or an excursion. But what we want to do now is really link back into that value reflection and get personal with this and think about everyday actions that we do 
that connect with these values, that by taking those actions, we would feel energized or fulfilled or that we have paid back into that area of our well-being. Another thing that you might want to think of while you brainstorm some actions for each of your values is to not just think about one action for your values, but to think about actions that take little or no time, some time, or more time. And the reason that I want you to think about this is because how you practice self-care doesn't always have to be big actions. This is another block that a lot of our listeners come up against is that they feel like they need to have a designated specific time in the week that is for self-care. But often the most valuable self-care practice is when we are in tune with our needs, so those well-being needs, and aware of small everyday actions that we can take to touch on those different needs. So now that we've done this reflection on what is valuable to us, what fills us up, and we've looked at how that actually connects with our different well-being areas, I want you to think about small actions that you could take to touch those different areas of your well-being and to connect with those different values that you have, and also some medium or bigger activities. But really think about what's something that I could do to touch this value that takes little or no time. An example of that might be if one of your values is creativity, something that takes little or no time that links to your creativity might be a doodle a day. Having a little notebook that you make a doodle a day. Something that might take more time would be a craft or a skill that you actually have to sit down and do some designated work around. So look at your different values and think, what's one small thing that I could do right now with very little effort that would touch on that value in some way. It doesn't have to be super specific, but it would feel good for me and I would know that it's linked to a value and also it is filling into some area of my well-being. But then what's other activities that I could do that might take some time or more time that I could also do that would continue to fill into these different areas of my well-being and continue to connect me with my personal values. So we've done the messy work, the brainstorming work. You should have lots of ideas at this point. I know for me personally, when I do this kind of work, I feel very excited, inspired, and motivated to start putting some of these ideas into action. But if we just leave these ideas on a piece of paper as they are now, which is the fun, messy, creative brainstorming work, it would be very difficult for us to actually turn these ideas into action that will support our self-care practice. So the fourth and final thing that we're going to do is we're going to compile our ideas. We're going to create our self-care roadmap or cheat sheet. And we're going to look at all this wonderful, messy journaling work that we've done. And we're going to start to take those action ideas that we listed and came up with and compile them in a way that makes sense to us. And that's going to be easy to access when we can't figure out what self-care we need. Now, there's a couple of ways that you could do this. I'm going to give you some ideas and you can 
take what sounds good for you and leave what doesn't. So one thing that you could do is you could create a Google Sheet and categorize these different actions that you've came up with. So you could first start by categorizing your actions into your different well-being pillars as you did on your brainstorm. So take all of the actions that you made into mind maps or the little notes that you made around your value values when you divided them by well-being pillars and list them in a Google Sheet underneath your different well-being pillars. So the specific actions for your emotional well-being, your physical well-being, your social well-being, and then the other one or two areas of your well-being that you chose that linked with your values and list not the values, but the specific actions that you came up with. And then the other thing that I would recommend is once you have done that, so listed the actions under the different well-being areas, is that you somehow sort them by activities or actions that take little to no time, that take some time, or that take more time. So you could color code them maybe, but some way that when you look at this Google Sheet or you print it out or you have it wherever you're going to put it to get your inspiration from the next time that you're feeling stuck, that you can ask yourself, how much time do I have now and what tasks or actions on this sheet that I've created can I actually do now? So making sure that you make it clear for yourself which of these actions are small actions that are going to give you like that quick little boost that are going to allow you to connect with your well-being values and to allow you to get clear and connected with your well-being non-negotiables quickly and which ones might take a little bit more time. The other thing that you could do is create a calendar for yourself. This is something that I do for my self-care squad over on Patreon. At the start of every month, I create a calendar and for each day on the calendar, there is a self-care prompt. So you could create one of these for yourself. You can go on Canva, get a calendar template, and then for each day for the next month, you could put in a prompt for yourself. And then each day you already have an idea of what your self-care is going to be. And knowing yourself and knowing your routines, then you can find the balance when you're creating these prompts of by those little or no time actions and those more time actions. So thinking about days when you have more time or when you have less time and finding the balance between what kind of actions you're gonna do. You might wanna just create a list. So again, you might list them by well-being pillar. You might just create a list of self-care actions that take a little time, that take some time, that take more time, and then you just have that list to get inspiration from when you're feeling stuck around your self-care. Another idea could be creating a self-care jar. So if you want something that's a little bit more randomized, this is a really fun activity. Just get an empty, clean jar and then cut some paper into little strips. And on each strip of paper, write a self-care prompt for yourself that's gonna come from those actions that you already brainstormed. Fold them up and put them in the jar, shake them around, and then the next time that you are stuck, you can reach into your self-care jar and pull out a random piece of paper and it will have a prompt on it for you. And then you can choose to go and do that prompt and to connect with your value and to pay into that area of your well-being. Or another variation of that, if you want to do something that's a little bit more fun and randomized, would be to create some self-care 
cards for yourself. So again, you could just get some paper or card and cut them into the size of a playing card. So like a deck of cards and on each card, write yourself a self-care prompt and then the next day that you're feeling stuck you can shuffle your cards and pull out a prompt you could take this to the next level and have a different color card for each well-being pillar so put all of those actions onto the specific color that connects with that specific area of your well-being as links to that reflective work that you did and so then if you really want to get more specific but you still want to have a little bit more fun with it you can think okay what area of my well-being most needs my attention today what color in my deck of self-care cards is that and let me pick a card from that color so there's a lot of fun ways that you can compile this list of actions but the most important thing is that you take all of that reflective work that you've done and you put it together in a way that makes sense for you so that you can make yourself a sort of action plan or you can have this kind of roadmap or cheat sheet as we've called it for the next time that you are feeling stuck and you think to yourself, I don't know what the right self-care for me is today. You have these actions that link to your values that you have connected with your different well-being areas that you've done all of this wonderful reflective work on to get clarity around. So whatever one of these actions that you choose to do, you know it's going to fill into your cup in some way. Getting clear on your values is a little bit of a lengthy process you might want to take away the prompts from this episode and take your time with them you might want to pause the episode as you were listening to it or re-listen to it so you can really sit down and do that reflective work but doing that reflective work will truly give you a sense of direction around your self-care practice to start doing things that really feel good for you and that really help you create a life for yourself that helps you feel fulfilled and that you are giving some value to yourself and often to others as well. If you've been feeling a little bit lost lately, feeling a lack of direction or a lack of motivation around your self-care or around the different areas of your well-being, I really recommend that you do some work on understanding what your values are and then take some action to start connecting with those values in a more meaningful way every day. As I already said near the start of this episode, if you need a little bit more help with understanding what your values are, or what a value might be, I have linked some helpful tools and resources in the show notes of this episode that you can use to support the exercises and the reflections that we've talked about and to help you get some extra clarity around what is valuable to you and to start creating and designing a self-care practice that really connects with your values so you feel excited about self-care so that it's something that you like fitting in in small ways to your everyday and that it doesn't feel like another item on your to-do list that you have to tick off that it doesn't feel 
heavy anymore. If you enjoyed this episode of the show, please leave a review and let me know what you thought. Let me know if you're excited to do some reflections around your values. Let me know if you do the reflection exercise in this episode and what comes out of that for you. I love to hear your thoughts and opinions and leaving a review not only helps me create a show that really connects with you and is really what you want to listen to, but it also helps other like-minded people find our community and start creating a life that feels good for them as well. You can also follow us over on Instagram and connect with me and let me know if you try this exercise and if it helped you get more clarity. Send me a DM, leave a comment on the post that links to today's episode. Let's connect and chat. I love getting to know this community as well. And don't forget, if you have a question or a topic that you would like answered on another episode of the podcast, you can send it in to us using our listeners cup Google form, which is linked as always, along with lots of other good stuff in the show notes. I hope that you found this episode inspiring. I hope that you're excited to go away and grab some big paper or your journal and do some reflective work and figure out what your values are and how you can turn those values into self-care actions to start filling into your own cup and to start creating a life that really feels good for you. If you made it to the end of this episode, I hope that you feel a little less alone in your personal development journey and a little more inspired to do something today to show up for yourself. If you're enjoying the show, don't forget to subscribe and leave a review on your favorite podcast streaming app or platform. And if you want even more weekly inspiration, then head on over to Instagram or Facebook and follow the show as at fillupyourcuppod. Remember, you can't pour from an empty cup. So do one small thing today to pour into yours and start creating a life that feels good 